a guy who really doesn't need any introduction, so I won't. No, I will. I will. I'll introduce Pete Incavilia, one of the great players ever wearing Oklahoma State Cowboy uniform. Uh, Inc., I haven't talked to you in a while. How's it going, bud? How's it going, Tommy? How are you, man? Long time no see, buddy. Well, you need to get up here more often. Hey, and you're part of this show. TH is here. He's got about 500 questions he wants to ask, oh, but, but not, what we'll do is we'll, we'll slim him down to about three or four. Well, you know what? Uh, me and Tom have sat around and talked so many times. I'm sure that we're just covering stuff we've already talked about. <laughs> I bet you have, yeah. yeah. Well, if we could have taped them and just, you know, pull out some of the adjectives in there because they're not real friendly to, you know, most people. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've killed some worms. Uh, no question, my friend. Hey, let me ask you something, bud, because um, I've, you know, I've kind of been on a rant and, uh, you know, today again they came out. Uh, I think they may have come up with like the top 10 guys you know that that um, they're going to announce next Thursday who's going in the Hall of Fame and uh, it looks like Clemens cl- climbed up way way higher than what people thought and and so did Bonds um, you know I don't know whether they're going to go whether they're going to get in or not I don't know how that process is Pete whether they uh, let the voting go and then they cut those guys off but you lived in it you played in it um is the is the label the tag on the PED guys is it fair in your eyes to keep those guys out of the Hall of Fame you know let me tell you this Barry Bonds was the best player in the world when he was in high school regardless of what they say or uh, you know try and put this PED tab on him Barry Bonds is the greatest player that we'll see in our era, hands down. Nobody like him. Uh, he made I, it look I easy. Everything he did was natural and easy from when he was in high school to his last day in the big leagues. He was the greatest player that we will all ever have the privilege to ever watch play. So it's kind of sad that he is getting, you know, not getting snubbed, uh, getting in the Hall of Fame. And, I mean, when I look at my era, I look at the last 30 years pitcher-wise, I mean, there's nobody better, better than Rocket. Nobody. And think, I mean, and Pete, think about this, okay? Because uh, I've talked to Roger about it. And, I mean, you know, like when you're just sitting there with somebody and it's kind of loose, you know, I mean, we were recruiting his kid uh, to come to Texas and, you know, you're sitting around and, and uh, you know, Raj is one of those guys that he almost knows what you're thinking when you get talking to him. And, you know, he was like 30, I'm going to say he was 35, maybe 36 at the time. And I just looked at him and I said, you know, you changed your delivery a little bit. And it seems like you picked up a little velo by, you know, going down off your hip. And he goes, you noticed that. And I said, well, you were always a short arm, Raj, but you threw the ball so hard. But your stuff was just so good that it looks like you figured out a way to add some velo. And he goes, I know. And he goes, oh, now you're going to ask me, you know, have I been cheating or did I, was I a cheater? And and I said, no, I'm not going to ask you that. I said, because honestly, you know, I don't even know what cheating is at that time. And, you know, stuff really wasn't out there. Like you could say that's against the rules. It all became against the rules uh, when it was later on down the road after the 70 home run deal, right? 
when when everybody, well, yeah, everybody yeah. started hitting everything out of the ballpark. That's when they started looking into it. But for Roger, do you not think it was possible that Raj trusted his trainer, got a B12 shot every now and then, and that that trainer was putting extra stuff to the B12? I've had B12 shots. I, I They make you feel good. You know, but yeah. this trainer could slip him something, and Roger really was innocent when he said he was. I mean, I you know I don't know, and, and to me that's indifferent because you you look at those guys' careers, and if that those aren't Hall of Famers, then we really got to look at really who's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, probably the best pitcher in my era and probably the best position player we'll see in our lifetime uh, by I far. Agree. I so agree. For me, I mean, are we putting in the best players or are we, you know, picking and choosing or holding grudges because, you know, Barry's not, you know, the most personable guy with the press. You know, Rogers, you know, will speak his mind, doesn't matter who you are. So, you know, are the riders up? Is this is their way to get back at them using the PED? Uh, I don't know, but they were great when they were early in their career. They were great when they were in the middle of their careers, and they were great when they were at the end of their careers. So you can say all you want about the PEDs, uh, you know, in the latter of their careers, if they did or didn't do it. I don't know. But here's the deal. They are the best. That's the best pitcher, and that's the best position player. By far, no question, you know, in the la- in my era, in 25 years of my era, you know, I played baseball. You know, it's like you kind of start looking at I, I feel like you, bud. I mean, they're the best. They belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh, if they if they had a hiccup, forget about it. You know, everybody has a hiccup. I mean, Roger Hornsby was a heavy drinker, you know. I mean, so when people's careers are over, all everybody does their dirty laundry, you know. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there going, I didn't know that Babe Ruth was a – uh, a heavy smoker. Who cares? You know, right. I, mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I agree with you. Garbage like is that. Pot, you know, what, what people do off the field is, quite frankly, I think is none of our business. I mean, they should be judged on what they did on, on the baseball field. Now, do you want to punish them for, you know, I don't know. Are, are they saying they did PEDs throughout their whole career? Are they saying they did PEDs for one or two years? I mean, how do you punish a guy for PEDs for one or two years and just say, oh, okay, the last 13 years, it don't count? Well, and, mean, and, you and, know, come on, man. I mean, you know, and I see, don't Pete, know. I don't agree with it, Tom. I'm like you. I don't agree with it. Uh, you know, I know that when they – there was no rules and there was no checks when I was playing for steroids. There was none. And then when they implemented the rules and they started checking for steroids, then, you know, in PEDs, then everybody abided by whatever Major League Baseball was governing at that point. So if guys were getting away with steroids and PEDs, it's not the player's fault. It's the establishment's fault. Right. I agree. A-Rod. You can't blame one or two players because they, they were doing things that nobody's ever seen of because the establishment wasn't doing their job. And so see, don't blame I, the player. Don't punish the player. Yeah, and, and see, Pete, you, I... You ought, you ought to be punishing the, the establishment, not the player. 
Well, see, I, I think that's why A-Rod's in a different category, because he did know the rules, and they were established, and he still cheated. You know, and again, I mean, his numbers are incredible. I mean, if A-Rod doesn't get into the Hall of Fame with his numbers, something's wrong. But I listened today to, to an argument about Todd Helton. Todd Helton has like the seventh highest batting average, home run, extra base hit, RBI, uh, all of that stuff, you know, how they equate everything in. It's like the sixth highest in the history of baseball. And some guy says, but he played in Colorado. Who cares where a guy plays? Oh, wow. I mean, he played in the big leagues, and right, his numbers right, are incredible. Exactly. You know, to have right. a lifetime batting average of like 319 yeah. or whatever and have to worry about getting in the Hall of Fame, I mean. You, you know, you know, Tom, the Hall of Fame is just like analytics. You can make the numbers look any way you want to. Yeah. You know, you can make a player look like, you know, a terrible human being, and you can make him look like the greatest guy in the world. Uh, you know, it just – so, you know, to me, I kind of take that all out of it because it's the establishment that should be held responsible for what happened in baseball, yeah. not the players. Yeah. Where, where could Todd – what was Todd supposed to do? Um, ask to be traded because he's, <laughs> he's, he's hitting 340 with 40 <laughs> right. bombs every year. Trade me right. out of here so I can prove to this this jerk that keeps coming to my locker every day after I get two hits, asking right. me how, how the – to hit day today felt you know what i mean and those right. are the guys that put you in the hall of fame mm-hmm. or don't put you in the hall of fame you know the ones that nail you and right. and again i don't know hey it, pete it, i'm i'm on your i'm right there with you and tom so but i'm just for the sake of discussion okay mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna kind of play the devil's advocate here i don't believe in what i'm about to say but i've heard this mentioned bonds clemens a-Rod's another story because the, the things were in place. But they wouldn't have been as good as they were had they not had PEDs. I, I disagree with well, that. I, no, no chance. I mean, they would have been the top players with or without PEDs. I, I'm going to tell you. If I, I mean, I faced Roger. Roger was the nastiest pitcher you ever seen. He had four pitches with command, you know. You know, was 97 to, you know, 98, you know, had a great split, great slider. Uh, you know, he continued to evolve as a pitcher and got better as a pitcher. Um, you know, uh, you know, and Barry Bonds, I, I, I'm just telling you, he's the greatest player that any of us will ever see. There'll be nobody like him ever again in our lifetime. So, Pete, I mean, this so- guy did things that are ridiculous. I mean, every aspect of, of, of playing Major League Baseball. He was so good, he should have been in another league. Yeah. That's how good <laughs> but, he was. But, you know, Pete, I mean, maybe because, you know, they say maybe the PEDs elongated their careers a little bit, gave them more playing time. So what are we going to do to Tom Brady in, in 10 years from now? We're going to go back when, when Brady – if Brady doesn't walk in the Hall of Fame, Brady should walk off the football field right into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, and again, well, there's another guy. Course. you know. Yeah. But, but are we going to go back and say, well, you know, Tom Brady cheated because he had the greatest diet. You know, he had a dietician <laughs> that worried about what he ate as soon as he woke up in the morning. You know, right. but he's 43 years old and he plays quarterback – uh, right up next to the best guy in the NFL today. And, you know, it's like right. we ought to be admiring it instead of tearing it apart, which, you know, again, right. these you're right. Once a, once you turn a sports writer off, you're you're in trouble. 
Well, let me ask you this question because I'm not up on the stuff. I mean, I'll give you my opinion. You know, I don't know the facts. Was Barry ever caught? Not that I know of. No. I mean, you know, people made those accusations about uh, th- that his head got bigger. No, but those guys were questioned, mm-hmm. you know, at a time when they were told that they weren't in trouble, but they had to tell the truth because they wanted to set rules up to stop it, you know. Right. And and again, did they tell the truth or did they lie? Well, the only guy right. that's the only guy that's really come out and said, yeah, I kind of I kind of lied was. Uh, uh, McGuire. I mean, you know, he admitted that he did it, and he right. admitted, he admitted okay. that he that he cheated, and you know, but he's a man enough to do that. I mean, right. uh, again, but I, I guess what I'm getting at, Tom, is Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds did not get caught. How can you keep them out of the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. regardless of what you think? They they weren't found guilty by their peers. So how how can you keep him out of the Hall of Fame? Well, it, that's it's, all I'm saying. It's the what do they say, man? It's the power of the press, you know. And and, and why <laughs> why not let why not give players? Why not give any guy that played ten years in the big leagues? Why don't you give that guy a vote on who goes in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean I would, those those I would guys. Agree with you. I mean you played you played twelve years in the big leagues. You played a year in Japan. You've been there, done that, and you're a baseball fanatic, uh, just like me, your whole life. And you sh- you should have an opinion. You should have a vote. And and your era, you know, was like right on right in front of this uh, cloud. Yeah. You know, yeah, right in front right. of the cloud. You know, and you somebody know somebody you know said something funny. to me one day, Pete, when you hit. I don't know. I don't know. You hit your like your 30th home run your rookie year, said something about, ah, he's on something. I said, yeah, I'll tell you what he's on. He's on the weight room. Believe you know? it. And, and, you know, it's like uh, in, in college, you know, where'd you get that gorilla? I said, well, that wasn't a gorilla. I said, that guy knows what knows how to work a weight room. And I said, you want to learn how to hit with power? Come watch this guy. But, you know, that's just the way people are when you have success. Of course. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, Barry and Roger were so successful. And, you know, to my knowledge, which, and I, like, I, that's why I asked. I said, to my knowledge, they've never been, ca- you know, they've, they've never been caught. So my question is, how do you keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame that's been ne- never been pulled, proven guilty? Yeah. I mean, I don't get it. Rafael Palmero got, he got, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he got caught. He yeah, got proven yeah. he was guilty. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But how do you pick? You know, how do you take two guys who have never been caught and keep them out of, just because you assume they were cheating? Yeah, that's not fair. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but didn't you tell me that you used to light up Clements when you when you? Uh... Oh God, Clements wore me the hell out. So <laughs> I was like, I think I think this is no lie. I'll tell you because me and Roger became good friends. I think I was like one for nineteen off of. And I think he, he punched me out like a dozen times. And, uh, no, I was 0 for 19. And I hit a double off of him. And I was standing on second base. And he turned and kind of gave me his shitty grin, you know. Excuse my French. I know I'm not supposed to. <laughs> See, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and he turned to look at me. I said, hey, man, I feel pretty good. It's the first time I've seen the back of your jersey. You know, and he had to step <laughs> off the ground because he was laughing so hard. Uh, you know, and, you know, but I mean, you know, I, I think I, I hit a couple home runs off late, in, you know, late in my career. But, you know, by far, I mean, he wore me out, you know, probably 
the first, you know, seven or eight times I faced him. I mean, he was, I mean, he wore everybody out. So, I mean, I, I didn't feel bad. I mean, he was wearing everybody out, you know. He was <laughs> the best pitcher in baseball. So, you can't get down on yourself when, you know, one of the greatest pitchers in our lifetime is, you know, you don't have success again. Hey, you got him one time out of 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got him. I <laughs> you got, got a hit off of him. Yeah, I, I hit a, actually had a home run at Fenway uh, off him, and I think I got him in Detroit one time when I was with the Tigers. But it wasn't a lot of success, I can tell you. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you, we, we've, we've kicked this around on our previous shows, uh, the lockdown and, and Major League Baseball, and we don't have time to go through all the dynamics. But and this is a, a question I didn't know the answer to. Are, the independent leagues of which you are part of, uh, are they governed by MLB? And can you go to a training camp and play in a lockdown? Um, you know, we're, uh, as far as I know, this is the way I understand it. We're, we are an associate of the Major League Baseball, so we can. It, it, the lockout doesn't affect us at all, um, but we, we are just an associate of Major League Baseball. So, you know, that lockdown's not going to affect us at all. Good, might get you some players. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I think it'll be a good thing for us because you know I think that they'll be, that, you know teams may be not signing as many guys as normal because right. of the lockout. And well, think about this, Pete. And a guy brought this up today. If they shorten spring training again, which Major League Baseball, the Player Association, they don't want a shortened spring training because they don't want to get guys hurt. But if they do, the evaluation period in spring training for you know your double a and triple a guys is going to be cut cut down which is going to get a lot of guys released and again here comes more bodies for your league you know the independent league baseball right now uh, it's on fire i mean there's there's a lot of good guys going down there because they they're getting a real look and they're getting a chance to bounce back into the big leagues and you know you get guys winning 10 12 games and you know pitching for people that you know where this guy come from? Uh, you know the lefty. The who lefty. Who's that in, guy who just the, came out of the independent? Well, the, the lefty in in Matzik. The, the yeah, lefty yeah, yeah. In the, yeah, yeah. In Atlanta's bullpen yeah. comes out. You know now Matzik was a first round draft out of high school, but he failed miserably, and the Rockies finally cut him, and he, he goes independent ball. Uh, he woke up one morning, he said his arm felt great, and he went and pitched independent ball, and he comes back, and I mean right now anybody in baseball would take Matzik in their bullpen, but. I, I think uh, I think the independent baseball when they dropped that one entire minor league, uh, you know, became a lot more valuable. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, last year with the COVID, I mean, it was a free for all because you know Major League Baseball, you know, could only I think have 180 or so players. I you know I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. I might be off by a few and. What they didn't account for was injuries. So when guys start getting hurt, I mean, we were losing guys left and right. It was crazy. I mean, I, I, ne- I never had a year in any ball where, you know, there were so many players getting signed because so many, or- you know, major league organizations were short on players. You know, they needed players, and they didn't have those, you know, two lower-level you know, leagues to where they could fill from. So they had to come to us to fill, and which is great for indie ball. Uh, it was great for the players and great for indie ball. And you know, you know, when guys get signed out of indie ball and and get signed, 
you know, as rapidly as they were, I mean, it just makes, you know, our league more valid. We got a couple of favorite questions for you. Rapid fire right here. Favorite memory college baseball days when you're here at Oklahoma State? Uh, favorite oh memory in, in the – come on, now. You're not no, that old. No, you can record. That's, that's enough no, time. No, I'm just saying there's so many of them. Well, no, pick uh, one. First one that I comes – I mean, there's so many. You want to know one of my favorite memories <laughs> is we were in Texas. Oh, my God. Got, I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> We were in Texas. I'm going to tell you the G-rated. Yeah, please. Story. Please. So we're in Texas. We, we got swept, and they started sweeping dirt on us. This one guy in the stands was poking something. If I remember it right, sweeping dirt on Tom and, or something, and Dave came running over, and this guy was heckling, and this guy fell onto the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Texas. And the next thing I knew is Carlos Diaz was winding up and <laughs> completely knocked the guy out. Literally. In I, my in arms. Tom, in, in Tom's arms. Exactly. <laughs> completely, I mean, knocked him out in Texas, in the dugout. And then it was mayhem. Coach Ward was walking around <laughs> with a baseball bat. The security came and escorted us. Underneath the dugout, it was crazy. Pete, do you was, remember when I when when Carlos knocked him out? I mean, all of a sudden he was limp, right? And I and I yeah. sat him down on the bench, and we were like waiting for the police to come get him. And Gustafson came over, and he had called the police, and they were coming. They were walking like police, you know, normally do on a baseball field. Like there's nothing really going on. And he sat on our on our dugout, and every guy ran walked by <laughs> and nailed him. <laughs> I mean, this guy was like a punching bag. And I was like, hey, guys, easy, easy. But he was so out of it, I guarantee you. He he had no idea what happened to him. He had none. Oh, I mean, I remember remember Tom's face when Carlos hit him, and he went limp. (laughs) Tom's eyes got so big. And (laughs) they they thought the guy had a knife in his pocket. And that's why why I had my hand around him. That's and right. You kept yelling, he's got a knife. He's got a knife. I remember Carlos that. took care of that. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was, running in, I was running in from left field. I was one of the last guys. So when I came in, I saw the whole thing. I was about, you know, the infield on my way towards the pitcher's mound at dugout. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> and and was, you know what, Pete? You want to know the, the funny part of that story? Is that he was drunk, but he wanted to get your autograph for his kid. Are you kidding me? No, and that's when Dave said, I, I told him, I said, you wait till Pete gets in here. Just stay there. Then he look over, and he's leaning over, and Dave took a fungal <laughs> bat and hit the side of the dugout, <laughs> and it scared him, and he fell on the field. And then, oh and then, and then he started playing that he was creeping towards our dugout, and I said, get back in the stands. I'm telling you, you're not welcome in this dugout. Then right. all of a sudden he started reaching for something, and that's when I grabbed him and yeah. held on to him. I and then remember. the rest of it is history. There's one of your fans. Yeah. One of your we, fans. Hey, we were banned from ever playing Texas for how many years? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, the NCAA didn't like that one. And yeah. it was, it was uh, boy, anyway. Yeah, but, it was mayhem. So I remember that. That's I mean, a, that's I a mean good obviously, memory. I had a lot of great memories, but. You know, my memories are. Hey, give know. me a pro ball memory. Give me your, give me your favorite. When you think back about your major league career, give me your favorite story. Standing on the line during the national anthem in the World Series oh, on cool. Veterans Stadium. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, for me, that was the epitome. It's what I, it's what I always wanted. You know, I mean, my biggest disappointment at Oklahoma State was the fact that, you know, I I didn't fulfill, you know, Tom and Dave and Gary's, you know, dream of winning the championship. I mean, that's my biggest disappointment. So, you know, looking that I finally was on the field in the World Series, even though I didn't win a World Series, um, I got to be part of that, you know, uh, World Series you know, extravaganza, you know, um, yeah. you know what I mean? So oh, I, by do. Far, I do, by far. I know what you're talking about. Did, was it tears or goosebumps? Uh, pretty close to tears, man. You know, when you play your whole life and, you know, you devote your entire life to, you know, to your craft and, you know, winning a championship and being, you know, in a world series and you actually get there. Yeah, um, it's pretty overwhelming, Tom. I mean, it's you know, I was like, wow. You know, I, I tell people this all the time. It's like a drug that you'll ne- you'll you'll never be able to find. You can't stick a needle in your arm. You can't swallow it. The only place to find it is on the field. You know. Yeah. Cool. During the national anthem in a World Series. I mean, it's just the most amazing you know experience of my life you know especially you know my my professional side you know obviously my my you know college side would you know obviously going to the world series ncaa and but you know to me we went three years in a row and you know i mean you know when you when you when you when you people don't understand when you go in when you get into a contest like that with the best you know eight teams in the country I mean, you know, anybody can win that World Series. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, anybody can win that thing. You, you get some pitchers that get hot. You get some players that get hot. I mean, you're dealing with the best players in the country, right, Tom? So uh, now you're right. You know, I, I don't feel bad about my career. I just feel bad that I didn't win you guys a championship. That that's my biggest disappointment. I felt like I let you guys down. You know, I let you and, you know, Tom and Dave, because you guys are like, you know, you and Dave are like family to me. You're like my dad, and, you know, Dave's like my brother. You know, I mean, I just, I felt like that's the one thing that I didn't accomplish in my college career that I wish I would have. I really wish I would have. All right, real quick, which is not your your speed, but real quick, uh, favorite teammate? Wow. Could be base, could be pro, could be college, whatever. Well, I got to tell you, this one, you, you won't even know this guy. Oh, some guys. I don't know if you remember a utility second baseman named Casey Candell. Yep, vaguely, uh, vaguely. Yeah. University yeah. of Arizona yeah. kid. His mom, uh, the movie Illegal of Their Own, yeah. his mom was the catcher, Gina Davis. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. That was his mom. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Yep. And we actually, he, we played together in the Astros organization. Um, and we actually, he took the whole team to the, you know, the screening and all that. But this guy was the most fun to be around by far. I mean, this guy showed up and, I mean, he took the, you know, he, he took the edge off of everybody. He was a scrappy, smart player, you know, played hard, you know just a dirt bag but he was just such a good guy off the field you know just 
you know, you never knew what, what Casey was going to do next in the clubhouse or on a bus, on the road. And, you know, uh, he, he was just an absolute joy to be around. So that wasn't easy for me by hey, far. Pete, was he the guy, is he the guy that everybody says could really dance in the locker room? Yep, that's him. Yep. <laughs> well, let, let me tell you what he would do. I mean, he, he would break down. He would do so many things. <laughs> But I don't know if you know that you've heard that, you know, some players, uh, they call it Naked Sunday. Yeah. They would take BP naked. In the no. Cage. Yeah. Casey is the one that came up with that. He took BP in our cage <laughs> completely naked other than, you know, the only thing he had on was his uh, turf shoes. <laughs> and every Sunday he would take BP completely naked in his turf shoes, and it was – it was a and it was it was hysterical. I mean, it's just it's just Casey. I mean, he just you know what, Pete? Had, I, I think Johnny Farrell told me the same kind of story about him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anybody that's played with Casey Candell will say he is by far their favorite teammate, no matter where he's been. Hey, Pete, we could go on forever, which we usually oh, do. Oh, yeah. Which we usually do. I thought for sure you'd say some of the places you and I used to go eat when we were on the road. But, oh, hey, absolutely. Yeah, I know. We'll leave that part out for another show. Another show. Okay. Hey, we appreciate you being with us, though, uh, and we'll catch up with you here as we get closer to baseball season. But uh, great conversation, and hope everything's going well for you, man. Well, I appreciate it. Love you guys. Miss you guys. And uh, say hello to everybody for me. I'll... I'll get up there one of these days here in the near future. See you, buddy. Hey, appreciate you being on. That is Pete Incabilia, the one and only Pete Incabilia.